Give it up for the kids again. How about that? Wasn't that awesome? Well, it's so awesome to see this room filled up. Praise the Lord. This is great. You know, at Christmas time, we often focus so much on the birth of Jesus. And yes, that is awesome. But as the song that we just heard said, the beginning of the story is wonderful and great, but it's the ending that can save you, and that's why we celebrate. The beginning of the story is beautiful, but it's the ending that brings the real joy to what we celebrate. And you know, by the time of Jesus' death, or excuse me, by the time of Jesus' birth, it had been over 400 years since the nation of Israel had heard anything from God. God had not sent any prophets to proclaim the word of God for over 400 years. So you can imagine just how dark and how lost that the world must have been during that time. And this helps us to understand the significance of what happened on the night that Jesus was born. And so Luke records this in his gospel in chapter 2, beginning in verse 8, where he says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Notice that the angel of the Lord didn't just say joy. He said great joy. Isn't that awesome? Great joy. Why? Because the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord had been born that day. This is the one that the Jews had been waiting their whole lives for. For generations, they had been waiting for the Messiah. This is the one that would fulfill every prophecy that the Bible was written about. All the words of God were written to point to this particular event. And one such prophecy, the prophet Isaiah records this in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. He says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. The promised Messiah, the Savior of the world, would finally come. The one who had seemed so far off would now dwell among them and will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the birth of Jesus, it is beautiful, it is amazing, but it's just the beginning of the story. It's the end of the story that is the real reason to celebrate. Because only the end of the story has the power to save you. Only the end of the story can bring real, lasting joy. Only the end of the story reveals the real reason Jesus left heaven and came into this world as a human. The name Jesus, it actually means Yahweh saves. Yahweh is another name for God. It also means that Yahweh is salvation. So the meaning of his name reveals both his mission and his identity. He came to save us because he is the one true and only Savior. Matthew says this about him in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. He says, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, 
for he will save his people from their sins. And the only way to save us was through the cross. So he was born for the exact purpose of dying for us. But many people have not made that connection. They've not made this connection. They welcome, or they may welcome, the innocent and harmless little baby laying in this manger, right? But they reject the Savior on the cross. And yet, that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about that. The baby in the manger was born to die for the sins of mankind. Jesus made this very clear in His Word. He said in John chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, He said this, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Jesus also said in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, He said, The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. He also said in Luke chapter 5, verse 32, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, repentance is having a change of mind. It's having a change of mind, and you turn away from your sins, and you turn to Jesus. In John chapter 10, Jesus says, I lay down my life so that I may take it again. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. And the last one here about Jesus, he said in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, he said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, it's that last phrase, it's this last verse that I want to camp on for a minute. Let's camp on this for just a minute so we can get a better understanding of what the meaning is here. What is a ransom? A ransom is the price someone pays to purchase the freedom of a hostage or a slave. But why a ransom would ever be needed, we might be thinking. Why would we even need a ransom? Why should we even care about being saved? Because you and I were held hostage by our sins. And there was nothing that you or I could ever do about it. We were destined to die in our sins because we cannot save ourselves. And when we hear that Jesus came to earth to save sinners, as we just read in the words of Jesus, it can feel so common to our ears that we often miss the significance. To save means to rescue from danger. Jesus came to earth because you and I were in danger. And you might be thinking, well, danger from what? From the righteous judgment of our Heavenly Father. The Bible is clear that the wages of sin is death. That's eternal death. That's eternal separation from God in hell forever. That's the danger. And when we sin, He's the one we offend. Our Father in heaven. He is holy and a righteous God. And there's, sin has no place in His kingdom. And our sin amounts to a debt that you and I could never, ever repay. That's the bad news. And we absolutely have to understand how bad the bad news is before we can truly appreciate and understand the good news. Because without the bad news, the good news really wouldn't be any good. And the good news is very, very good. It's so good, in fact, that there's nothing that can compare to it. 
It's a joy that surpasses all understanding. It's a joy that sets us free. It's a joy that brings us eternal life. And Jesus is that joy. God saw how desperate we were in darkness from our sin. So He mounted a rescue operation unlike anything the world had ever seen. He mounted an invasion into enemy territory by sending His Son Jesus into this world for the very specific purpose, this specific and glorious purpose of rescuing us. And what a rescue operation it was. While the operation had one specific purpose, that was to rescue, the Bible says that along the way he lived a life that was perfect and filled with all kinds of things that he did. In fact, the Apostle John records in the last verse of his gospel that if every one of those things that were done in his life, if they were written down, there would not be enough books in this world to contain them. Think about that for a minute. How crazy is that? Not even the world itself could contain the books that could be written about all that he had did. And despite all the amazing and wonderful things he did while on this earth, it was the rescue of his people that is the real story. You see, the Christmas story is just an introduction. It's just an introduction to the real story, the rescue story. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul says here, beginning in verse 13, he says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Without Jesus, there is no rescue from darkness. Without Jesus, there is no transfer into his kingdom. Without Jesus, we are slaves to sin and we're trapped in the kingdom of darkness. Scripture says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died on the cross to save us. And His death on the cross and the blood that He shed, that's what paid our ransom in full. That's what set us free. He lived the life that you and I should live. And let me paint this picture very clearly for you. We often rebel, but he submitted. We sin, he obeyed. We live for self, he lived for the Father. We fail, he succeeded. He had no sin, he never failed. He obeyed even to the point of death. No one has ever done that. And there has never been anyone like him. He is the only one that could rescue us. And the Bible is clear about this. We know this from Acts chapter 4, verse 12, which says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. There is no other name that has the power like Jesus. But in order to experience this power, in order to experience His rescue, we have to be willing to receive the greatest gift that could ever be given. It's the gift of eternal life. It's the gift that brings unspeakable joy. It's the gift of the good news that brings great joy. It's the gift of Jesus, the one and only Savior. The one that Christmas is all about. To receive this gift, we first have to admit that we are a sinner and we're in need of Him as our Savior. 
Then we need to believe that He died on the cross for our sins, that He was buried according to the Scriptures. And after three days, He rose from the dead, proving that He was who He said He was. And He's now seated at the right hand of His Father in heaven. And the very last thing that we need to do is we need to commit our lives to Him by following Him from this day forward. You see, the Christmas story is beautiful, but it's just the beginning. The ending is what can save you. And it's the ending that is the real story, the rescue story. God sent His Son Jesus into this world to rescue you, to pay your ransom in full so that you would no longer have to be a hostage to your sins. He died for you. Will you live for Him? Let's pray. Father, we love you and we honor you tonight. We thank you so much that you came into this world, that you were born. And we celebrate this every year as a reminder of how amazing that it is. The Bible is the greatest story ever written. And we thank you that what we really take away tonight is that rescue story, that you came for us. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you so much. I pray right now, if there's someone here that's never given their life to Jesus, maybe this is the day for you. You're here and you're searching and you're wondering, do I need rescue? If I die tomorrow, am I going to heaven? If that's you and you're searching, but you want to make it clear tonight, on Christmas Eve, that you want to give your life to Jesus, I just ask that you raise your hand so I can pray for you. Anyone here want to receive Jesus as their personal Savior tonight? I see one hand. Any others here? So pray this after me. Father, we thank you. We recognize that uh, we're sinners without you. And we're in need of a Savior. And so right now, I give my life to you. I recognize what you did for me. And from this day forward, I want to give my life to you. Others of you, as we keep praying, are here. And you think about this story and you're reminded of just how impactful that it is. And perhaps you've not think of it, thought of it in this light before. That we are the light of the world. And I pray right now that you would encourage us to walk out of here and be that light so that others could have that same light. We love you and we thank you. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. So if you'll stand, we're going to sing a couple more songs together. If you've got your candles, get your candles ready. A few minutes into this song, we'll start lighting those, okay?